Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Hello! It's the USA Hour, Schitt's Night. Today is May 22nd, Monday night. We had it. It was rivalry week twice, I guess. Rivalry last week and this weekend. Two weekends of rivalry week. We had midweek games, our first Wednesday night games of the season in MLS. And then we had games over the weekend. Now, Bjorn, you had a bye over the weekend, but you did have a game on Wednesday. Because we, we are just unrivaled. We are an unrivaled team. <laughs> well, so we had a rivalry game. So when it's rivalry week, we get the week off. Well, but so I'm a little confused. Because there were a bunch of rivalry games last weekend, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm, you know, this has always been odd. MLS, this is MLS being MLS. They're like, oh, it's rivalry week. We have Miami against Nashville. I don't know. What? Well, no, it was rivalry week this week, but it was also rivalry week last weekend, right? Am I wrong? It was like they had two rivalry weekends in a row, and half were correct because this past weekend Miami played Orlando, which is the Florida rivalry, right? And they had the two Ohio teams play, and they had the first Missouri rivalry, the Missouri melee, as I've coined it because I'm a genius. The hell is the Missouri melee? Yeah, that. Yeah, very well, good. Alliterate. Your friend, you had the Texas Derby between Dallas and Houston or whatever, and then you had, uh, you had LAFC. I guess, I guess none of the California teams had their rivalry this week, so I guess it didn't. Well, you had except, the except, uh, except uh, there's El Tráfico tomorrow in the Open Cup. Is that tomorrow? Oh, is that tomorrow? Oh, yes, oh this is, is news to me. Yeah, but that's unrelated to MLS. I'm MLS here didn't for design you. that. MLS didn't design that. It's unrelated to MLS. But it's but still I guess, a rivalry, and it's still this week. Happening. Okay, you're right. So by default, I guess they're also playing. <laughs> um, Not by de- it's just a quirk, a quirk of the of the draw, a quirk of the draw. Well, anywho, the Missouri melee was pretty uh, map map for SKC. Their struggles continue. St. Louis, who's been skidding, they picked it around, they turned it around, and they. Got themselves a very dominant four nothing win for the St. Louis train to continue. Um, uh, uh, Cincinnati versus Columbus, great game. Since he, uh, I'm just that looking game. here. I'm just looking here on the MLSsoccer.com website where they have a <laughs> they have a graphic for each featured match of rivalry week. So. They point mean? out to you. They point out to you on their website which of the games are rivalry rivalry matches. Ah, so, got it. They need to tell us. They need to tell they us. They need to tell us. Portland, Minnesota. Uh, no, that's Vancouver, not a rivalry. Seattle. Yes, it's like right, it's well, like the me, junior. How rivalry. about I quiz you? How about I quiz you? Can you please, say what is please, uh, please. what is? Uh, uh, all right, New York Red Bulls against Montreal. Hell no, not a rivalry match. No, Philly, correct. Philadelphia Union against New England Revolution. No, yes, rivalry yes. match according what, what to rivalry? according to MLS fe- featured match rivalry week says right here on the website. I'm not What's making this up. All right, I got an, I got another one for you. Do they offer an explanation? Chicago and Atlanta, rivalry I mean, game or not? No, although that game no, looks amazing. You are correct. You are correct. It's two MLS teams in football stadiums, one doing really good job with it, one doing a very bad job with it. So that's the Stefan rivalry aspect of that. Cincinnati and Columbus. Hell is real. Hell is real. Featured match MLS rivalry. Charlotte and Nashville. I'm going to say manufactured a big old yes. 
the, the, Correct. the, the, the Appalachia featured match. The Appalachian Mountains separate the two states. The, I would call it the Appalachian. The AT, the AT Derby. Derby. What's the AT? The Appalachian Trail. Oh, the Appalachian Trail Derby. Sure. That's, that's, you heard it here first on Shuts of Boys. But is that a real derby, Bjorn, just because they're According two to the, the website, it is a featured match of MLS Rivalry Week. It's like an eight-hour drive. <laughs> it's not that close to each other. How Well, Colorado and Saint Salt Lake. Oh, that is. That is the Rocky also Mountain Also featured derby. match. The ski, the ski rival. The ski rival. Ski derby. rivalry. Yeah. That's the Rocky Vancouver Mountain Vancouver and Seattle, that obviously, Cascadia. But, but that's Minnesota. like the, you know, you know how Bochum and Dortmund is, what is it called, the Kleinest Derby or whatever? Yeah. Vancouver versus Seattle is the Kleinest Cascadia. It's Cap- the Kleinest Cascadia rival. The real Cascadia game, as we all know, is Seattle-Port. That's Portland the big one. was playing Minnesota and NYCFC unrivaled team. I take great pleasure in how poorly Toronto is doing. <laughs> You're right. There's something up. Bernardo, what's his name? Bernardeski afterwards yeah. said, we don't play soccer. We're just passing. He said something pretty big. He's like, the reason we're losing is because we're not playing soccer. We're just passing the ball up ahead, and that's that. I mean, I don't know what he's – I don't know if he's calling Bob Bradley out or what, but, like, it seems – that he is <laughs> i don't know uh but yeah but, uh, i would say if you're saying we're not playing soccer you would probably the coach would take offense to that the coach wouldn't be like oh he's just saying stuff no i, I mean, am surprised that bob bradley's not more in charge and not more putting his foot down knowing not, not that i know bob bradley but knowing him historically he's is a coach you know he's a good old school my way of the highway style coach and seems like he's not doing much at all in Toronto. Seems like the the the, this, the, the inmates are running the asylum up this there. This has not gone. This has not gone well for him. And it really, I don't know. It really, uh, it's it's just a combination of things that just delights me. I think there's the uh, yeah. And Senior I mean, looks think, like a USL player, by the way. I think when it's he the, get, gets that ball and he's just missing. And I'm like, that guy's making $15 million a year. He wasn't even playing this weekend. He had some kind of an injury. He wasn't even he wasn't in this game. What did game. I watch? But though? I think I watched him play a lot. Maybe maybe it was two games ago. And he Probably. was not a good player. It's just like this is not a good soccer well, player. Well, it's not a good te- it's not a well put together team. I think the the idea of um Yeah, that kind of roster construction just doesn't work you know the owner like kind of using transfermark to buy in see i mean i'm i'm just i was rooting for this to not work and it's happening and so it's i guess this is sean johnson aspect although by the way salary numbers were released and we did he did get a a, a raise he he was on five hundred fifty thousand for nycfc and he's now getting 685 uh at toronto so good for him um so it's like I hold, a ten percent raise, what? I hold uh, uh-huh. like twenty of twenty percent really, yeah. Yeah. Plus, twenty percent plus. Um Aaron so, no, I hold I hold no ill will uh towards Sean Johnson, obviously, but somehow the whole the, the whole setup of this team and and Bob Bradley I'm also yeah, I'm not a huge fan of in general. So I guess yeah, I don't know. This is just just sort of tickles me a little bit. I'm sorry, I it's the um uh you know what what should we call it the Schadenfreude! Yeah. oh speaking of rivalries by the way Schadenfreude. speaking of rivalries by the way someone on facebook said that the only real rivalry in mls is toronto montreal and you said because they're culturally different the language is different the history is different and we saw those ugly scenes of some mls hooliganism over the last week between toronto and montreal i don't support violence of any i don't support any of that but the guy on facebook had a point i was like i'll allow it he's like toronto montreal could be the realest fiercest rivalry in mls because of what toronto and montreal really do represent at each other i mean you know it's an english city it's a french city like they do have a lot the butt heads there's over. some there's some real animosity there's yeah animosity there. so i'll give him credit i never really thought of that before well but- there's also i think more uh um perhaps more of a european european influence not in a good way 
among these supporters who are the like ultras, sort of yeah. yeah like taking it uh uh taking it to a level where that really in most of mls we're not really facing there's not that much uh fisticuffs overall though the canadian teams underperform like toronto had that period of success under Greg Vanny with Sebastian Giovinco, and they were really, really good those few years. But other than that, in the entirety of history of Canadian MLS, it's a bunch of underperforming. It's all uh, there's no titles. Yeah, Montreal. Uh, Montreal did well. playoff appearances. Montreal yeah. did well last year until we then they fired their uh, coach. Until we huh. well, then we beat them in the playoffs, and then they just let everybody go. Not only the coach, also uh, sold most of their players. So, yeah, the Canadian teams are struggling. Uh, in the case of Montreal, I feel neutral. In the case of Toronto, I feel tickled. Well, Montreal, we'll get into this in a second. I just want to say Daniel Young has joined us in the chat. Hello, sorry, guys. Uh, sorry I had my first day of training for my position. Working for the New York City government. Do you, are you allowed to say what your position is with the New York I City think government? He, he, told us, he told us last week, right? Well, he just said a municipal worker. I don't know if you got specific with it. Was it? Is it the? Um, is it? Are you building the trains? Although I think that's a state position. That's not a city position. No, it was, an, administ- it was an administrative thing. I don't remember exactly. I'm going to choose. Us he's a spy. Tell us again, Daniel. I don't. I'm going to choose. He's an NYC uh, detective. He's the tatort. And if he is, he is a. If he is a spy, that's very good because. We keep secrets here at the Schnitzel Boys. You can tell us. You can tell us everything. We are. Yeah. Uh, um, this is a small community. This is one of the few podcasts where you can keep a secret. Yeah. No one. It's not going to go viral. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nothing about us goes viral. <laughs> I shared a video of me without pants. Only four hundred people were interested in it. So. Oh my word! That was uh, a shock. That was a shock last week for America <laughs> and me. But it didn't go viral. Uh, anywho. <laughs> The big topic. You are trying to go viral for not wearing pants. That is that is desperate. I know. That oh, is a desperate. <laughs> this is a desperate desperation is my middle name, my friend. Oh my god. Speaking of desperate, Bjorn. Oh boy. There was a club at MLS that was really really desperate. One win in like eleven and it was terrible. So they fired the coach, some Austrian dude. He's off in Austria oh learning how to God, drink water out of a spring. Week two, week two of the of the Troy. What is his name? Lassane? Troy Lassane, the Lassane train. Every week I now have to hear about how great Troy Lassane is. The Lassane right, please, train. Please, please, please let me have some water and I will just listen to you praise him. Well, Bjorn, we went from one win in 11 and under this new coach, we have three wins and a tie in his first four games. That's a good, that's a good bounce back. Uh, we're playing a little more offensively minded, much needed. And Troy Lassane, in one of his last press conferences, says we're trying to change up a little bit. We're trying to be more friendly with holding the ball. He's changing it up. He's 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 trying. What? He's, he's not just going to be a high press. Going to be possession. You're going to be a possession team. We're going to introduce some possession more into our game. Because literally, when we beat Montreal, we only had 26 percent possession. I think. Something like that. And that was the lowest percentage rating of like a winning team ever or something like that. Something like that. Something along those what lines. A, what a difference a week makes because when when you were playing us, that was clearly not the not the plan. But all right. No. Troy Lassane. No, we beat DC United, we beat NYCFC, we tied a very, very boring scoreless draw. Was that against oh against Toronto, right? The two the two bottom teams went together and did not impress anybody. Uh we dominated the first half of that game, I thought, but the second half it was more on them. We were just holding tight. And we got out of Toronto with a scoreless draw. Pretty meh. But then over the weekend we had a really fun, dominant performance against Montreal. We scored two confident goals. Could have even had a third or a fourth. And uh it's like, hey, good on you. We're we're having there's more shots on goal. More goals are happening, and we won a good professional 2-1 over Montreal, Montreal on the weekend. And who if you look on, at the who table... Were on, who were on a bit of a run themselves, right, after right. starting the season very poorly, had, had a couple of wins, yeah. And if you look at the standings, we are 11th place. New York oh, City is in 10th Are you ahead place. of us now? No, you're yeah, ahead of I mean, us with a game in hand. But we have, but we're both tied at 16 points. So we turned ourselves around. No, but what's funny terrible. is you and I talk about the New York teams a lot. 
if you look at the East, the two New York teams are not much to talk about <laughs> in general. You know, New York Rebels are improving. New York City skidding, right? It's a four-game winless streak. Am I right? And uh, we're now both yeah. right outside well, the playoff all, spot. They were all on the road. we got a couple home games coming up, so we'll see if that goes any better. But, yeah, this is – Yeah, but um, Philly? Philly just destroyed their greatest rivals, New England Revolution. We're going to see. I've been – I haven't been – all that impressed with Philly this year, but I haven't been all that impressed with us either. So we'll see. We're in a we're a team in transition. We're a fragile, a young group, and hopefully the home games the home games will help us. But you know what I always say as a fan: the merch, the merch will will get us get you through the tough times. And uh, we just announced at a at a very opportune time a a, a, a collaboration was released. Uh, of um, with Drake's Drake's clothing company Ovo I think they're called and some tattoo guy Mr. what's it what's he called Mr. something I have something. no idea you're asking me I, and uh, so we have we have fancy merch we got we got fancy merch now coming and that will that will get us through the tough times I will I will model this uh, when it arrives next week I, I know it'll get you through the tough times but Look at the team to the tough time. Is NYCFC having tough no, times? Neither. Well, I mean, I think yeah, I've said it before. We had um, yeah, it's it, we've we've lost our entire spine. John Johnson, Collins, Maxi Morales, Tati Casianos, and they have been replaced. They have not been replaced like for like. You know, there's uh, and so and and we are the youngest, I believe. We people keep saying that I haven't checked it, but I think we're the youngest team in MLS, um, and so that's younger gonna take than the a, Red Bulls. Are you sure? I believe so. Yes, uh, that's uh-huh. what we. That's I keep hearing we're the young. I don't know. I haven't. Uh-huh. Like I said, I haven't checked. I, it, won't, but, I will not doubt it. Um, so this we, will take some time. We play eighteen-year-olds, by the way. From the I thought so early. I would be very uh, we have a couple. We have a couple of those as well. Um, and I felt early in the year it went a little better than I thought it might, but now these last few road games were pretty dispiriting. Although the last one in Orlando, there was a there was some uh, there was something something happened. The late equalizer, uh, I think, may have may be a turning point. We'll see. Um, yeah, Rebels. I mean, I don't think I don't think we're in. I think it's gonna be okay. I think we're probably still getting at least one or two more starting caliber players at some point this summer. So I th- I don't think this roster is complete, and I think also the team will improve as they go. I think they 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 still need a little time. So I don't. But I mean, I I think it's gonna get better. I did expect this to be a little bit of a transitional year the team always says the expectations are high they're not they're not uh, expecting it to be just a, a a rebuild but we'll see i mean the, yeah this this was one out of a four game road trip five game road trip including the open cup game we got one point and got eliminated from the from the open cup so that has to improve for us to make the playoffs but i think it might the average a the youngest team is the New York Rebels uh, in MLS. They always are. How surprising is it NYCFC? The second youngest team in the league is NYCFC. So you're right behind us there. Uh, okay. uh, they keep 20- saying the MLS season pass people keep saying we're the youngest. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at transfer marts. Maybe they have different okay. numbers. Maybe they have more accurate numbers. Maybe depending but, on people who are playing, not just the roster. I don't know. What, yeah, anyway. the, the people who are playing... Here, let's go. The people are playing New York Rebels is younger than NYCFC. And the average okay. age of the squad, New York Rebels is younger. And then if you put it together, New York Rebels is younger. So they win all three, but only barely. The average age of the New York Rebels is 23.7. The average age of NYCFC is 23.9. So it's very negligible. And then the, who's the oldest squad in the league? Quiz. Uh, Toronto? Close to the second oldest squad in the league, which okay. is probably a big clue to to their failures. <laughs> but but the, the oldest squad in the league is actually one I want to talk about for a bit. Okay. The oldest squad in the league is DC United, oh, and I think Christian okay. Benteke probably yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good shifts call. that average a bit. 
But DC United's doing well. They had a really comfortable win over the dumpster fire of the LA Galaxy. Their dumpster fire will they are never really end. amazingly bad, huh? At uh, this point, at bad. this point, at this point, it's it's remarkable how bad they are. And I get front row seats, baby. I'm going to watch all their dumpster fire games this because there's no one at the stadium and it's cheap. Um, ugh, that's almost another point. I want to talk about the New York Red Bulls, just their attendance. God, they need to fix that crap. I don't know what's going on. They're on a winning streak, but still they can't fill that stadium. And all all the Red Bulls general manager is doing is putting security guards to make sure no one sneaks. I'm just like, great. That's exactly what we need. What, what we should do is what they should do in Spain is force everyone in the stadium to move into the section in front of the camera. <laughs> it's like bring people down and around and start from there and then work your way out just to make it look a little better on the TV. Uh, but no, they're not doing that. They're putting security guards to make sure no one sneaks. Um, anywho, uh, DC United had a comfortable win, uh, over, um, the dumpster fire of the LA Galaxy. Uh, as far as the average age of the team, Montreal is third youngest. Uh, St. Louis SC is fourth youngest, and they're, they're having a great first season, mm-hmm. followed by Atlanta, Vancouver, Columbus, and so forth. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a lot of really fun uh, games over the weekend. Vancouver got one on Seattle. That's surprising. Minnesota won over. LAFC had to have a late winner to beat San Jose. Uh, St. Louis, we discussed. Rail Salt Lake edged over Colorado. Dallas and Houston got a point. Chicago, Atlanta, 3-3, both the red card. I do want to – that's probably a lot of fun. Austin getting one over on Toronto. Frank Lopez. Frank Lopez is coaching Chicago Fire. Frankie Klopas there. Uli Hernes. Uh, Nashville got one on Charlotte. As far as the Eastern Conference goes, Cincy's King, followed by Nashville, New England. Uh, Atlanta's right there. Philly is having a little bit of a hangover year, aren't they? Well, I think they were distracted um, by the Champions League, right? Like the people, the teams that make the CONCACAF Champions League run always suffer a little bit. But they've come around. I mean, not uh, doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, they were struggling early, but they seem to have seem to have found themselves. Yeah, the East is the East is um, is tight. There's a lot of good teams. Cincinnati clearly is for real. Nashville, um, New England bouncing back. So it's going to be tight. Those playoff spots are going to be hard to come by for 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 our two for our two teams, which are also pretty. I mean, obviously now Troy Lassane has cracked the code, so you're just gonna you're just gonna race up the standings. But for us, in a more of a of a fragile team state, we may be teetering on that playoff edge all season. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm just I like Lassane compared to Struber, but at the well, end of the day, I mean, he has I would to like, he has so many I would, challenges. I would pick the person selling sausages at red bull arena over struber potentially well that I, i'm not going to argue with that not at this point but <laughs> uh but new rebels are still thin we're the youngest roster we're not the deepest roster we have so many injuries is the other story we have like eight to ten players that out. is we're missing that Rukinos. is true i would that is that is uh that's true so you yeah. you you probably will get better we're, we're missing Luquinhas. We're missing Lewis Morgan. Lewis Morgan is our biggest blow. That's uh, a big, we're, uh, that's big. Yeah, that's big. We're missing Kyle Duncan. We're missing um, We're missing uh, Frankie Amaya. We're missing a lot of our key players. And like I said, our roster isn't deep enough to to do this. So I mean, we had to sign a lot Frankie, of one-day pros. Amaya. Frankie Amaya is a, is a key player. All right. Yeah, well, he's done some stuff. Point taken. I mean, for us, he's a key player. Yeah. A lot of our, I mean, literally, I need to find the list. It's like eight key players and two less key, like Steven. Serrata I definitely, I mean, this was this was this made our our derby loss extra painful. I definitely looked at the at the Red Bulls lineup and was like, this does not strike fear into anyone. This this this. Our bench was a bunch of one day. There was a bunch of Red Bull two players that had to sign one day pro contracts. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had a bench. Wild. Uh, and they now, played. Too. I, have a bigger, I have a bigger question for you. Shoot, I'm excited. What do we got here? The the word is word on the on the Twitter street is Jesse Marsh going to be the U.S. Men's National Team coach. That's right. That is the word on the Twitter street. Uh, 
Is that going to be good? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can I be can I be systematic for a second? Please. Can we just mention the Western Conference real quick and then talk? Oh, the West the Western Conference. Sure. I just want to say that LAFC is is charging along. Still bad. Still. Oh no, uh, LAFC. No, look, look, see how in New York, the two New York teams right next to each other, LA couldn't be more different. First place LAFC, last place LA Galaxy. I mean, it is night and day. LAFC, two games in hand, and they have more points than anybody, right? No, no, that's not true. Since he's got more points. Two games in hand, but in the West, they've got more points. In the West, they, they are dominating. Yeah. Followed by Seattle and then St. Louis still in third. FC Dallas uh, having a pretty under like a, an under the radar solid season in fourth place. San Jose, they, I think, is the biggest surprise. They they I, I saw them live again. They played both the LA teams this past week, and they had they lost both of them, but not it was tight both times it was tight. LAFC had to get a last minute winner at home against San Jose. That's saying mm-hmm. something. And then yeah, Minnesota, Vancouver is in the playoff spot. Good for them. Portland, Austin, Houston, Real Salt Lake, uh, Colorado. Sporting KC has slowly been um, – they had a bad game over the weekend, but they had a couple wins before then. Uh, but LA Galaxy, back, no, solution and, no solution. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Reynoso is back. And is he for, playing? Let's go to say, I know Minnesota. he was back in town. I don't think uh, – he he offered what, what I thought was a, a pretty heartfelt feeling – video apology video which you know those not those don't always really strike the chord of feeling authentic but this one sort of did and uh, yeah he's in town i guess he's trying it now he's he needs to get in shape i think he's hasn't done anything for a while so i don't think he's immediately ready to play but he will he'll his season his preseason starts now what was the video? I didn't see it. Did he offer any sort of reasons as to why he was gone uh, for a while? He said it was a family. He had a family situation. He took. He he acknowledged that this was not a good decision. That this was not what he was supposed to be doing. And uh, he understands. He let his fans let the fans down and his teammates down. And uh, here he is now. He's going to do his best. Yeah, we had a little bit of that with the New York Rebels with Dante Von Zier. He came on the field. It was his first game from suspension. And the fans booed him. And again, this whole story is so weird to me. I mean, I mean, everyone on the boards just going at each other about like he should be gone forever. Then there's people like me, who who are just like no, like honestly, it was a kind of a big misunderstanding, and he was maybe even overly punished. So it was like a sort of weird back and forth. Mark de Grand Prix, our club general manager, went on our podcast and. And talked about how he went through training and the diversity program and yada, yada, yada. Essentially trying to apologize for him, just getting back and included in the squad. The players have all unanimously voted to let him back on. It was unanimous. So, you know, the Dante Von Zier thing's going. And kind of like Emmanuel Reynoso, he hasn't been playing much. So we need to get him back in form. I'm all about him being reintegrated. Well, he's been practicing, presumably, right? I hope so. I hope so. Belgium, I hope so. Uh, Emmanuel Reynoso, Minnesota, like as much as he did the th- weird thing where he was gone for a while, I think the fans want him back. They're just He's just a key player for them. And if he's in good shape and playing, they'll take him. So um, let's hope well, he, he was can... a key. He was a key, key guy for them. He, he huh. Yeah, it was a very important player for them. Yeah, so let's hope he reintegrates well and wins over the fans' trust, and we'll see. And hopefully whatever happened with him in Argentina will solve. Maybe the full story will come out at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, the LA Galaxy, as I discussed, the, you know, that I think they're letting the. I'm curious. When will Greg Vanny be fired? Will he be fired soon, do you think? Or are they going to give him the full season? Seems like everyone's just being given the full season here. I don't know. Well, it seems like that's their kind of their thing. They don't fire anyone, right? Or. They fired plenty. They I mean, fired, they fired um, close, uh, the Argentinian uh, coach. To, yeah, the Argentinian. No, I'm. I'm uh, got fired for for being better, and then Kurt Analfo, I think, got fired after he took over from Bruce. Right. For you know, they've done well, it if before. This Chris, if this Chris Klein thing, I mean, if 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 Chris Klein is really leaving after the season, then it would not make sense to change coaches now because the new person was going to want to have a hand in that. 
if I'm the owner, I fire all of them right now, right? I mean, what's the point of waiting anymore? Just fire them all right now and get a new sport director and then get a new coach. and just That's what the fans want, I think. The season's done, right? I mean, you could easily turn it around. It's MLS. But, but, but right now, nothing's going to be turned around the way it is now. They're not dealing with big injuries. They're players. Their Chicharito's just misfiring. Ricky Pooj is mad. I don't know. All I know is to fix the LA Galaxy, you got to fire the coach or the sports director or both. Do it right now. I mean, what are you waiting for? Probably should have done it a few weeks ago. That's my thing. I mean, how, how else are they going to fix themselves? Um, but yeah, cool. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk. U.S. Master, the U-20 World Cup is going on right now. I'm going to do my best to try to watch it. I usually miss those. Um, but the U-20s, uh, they just they beat Ecuador. And Do they have another game? And then, yeah, Jesse Marsh is rumored to be our next head coach. What do I think about that, Bjorn? I think it shouldn't take six months to hire a head coach is what I think <laughs> about that. And then they're going to only – he's only going to start. After though, the Gold Cup. After the Gold even though presumably he's just sitting around. Exactly. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? What is it's happening really, here? U.S. soccer, definitely, they enjoy the road less traveled when it comes to these kinds of decisions. Like, they just do things very differently. They enjoy uh, cashing checks week in and week out and then postponing their actual work start date months on end. They're like, as long as our checks clear, we'll be here. But as far as actual work, uh, we'll be starting August 30th. <laughs> August 30th is when we'll be starting. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it sounds like the best job in the world. I need to work. At, <laughs> I need to go get a job at U.S. Soccer. It's a pretty. It's it's an it's an odd. It's an odd organization. Yes, I mean, my thoughts are he's a very smart, hardworking, competent coach. We could do worse. I'm fine. With, well, who's supposed gonna, to be better than him? I don't know. Well, uh, what is gonna? Is this gonna be? Uh, uh, is oh, is this going to be a do-over or is there going to be continuity? Well, the bit of consternation is that Jesse Marsh is a high-energy Red Bulls high-press coach. Tom, I'm hoping it won't be Tom. We got Tom in the chat. Oh, I know how Tom feels about this. He's not a Marsh guy. I'm hoping it won't be Marsh, but think it's inevitable. Yeah, Tom, maybe I, I'm talking for you here. Let me know what you think. The consternation with Jesse Marsh He's a high-energy club coach, high press, you know, the clubs, the stuff you get in club football. But at a national team level, it's hard to instill philosophies like that because you're only it's, – it's a certain selection. You're only with them in short periods of time. Under Greg Berhalter for three and a half years or three years, he had a very specific way he wanted to play. And if I had to – honestly, it never stuck 100%. To me, it was like it got better and better. I think they've fed into his stuff 75%, maybe 80%, you know. Like, they were pretty close. They're very defensive, not very attack-minded, very defensive. They did positional play. But it was never 100% as ideal as I think as it was supposed to be. And I think the criticism is, like, with a national team, you can't do that. I think a national team coach really should just be a man-manager who picks the best players, makes them feel good, and sets them up for simple success. Kind of like that's what Bruce did, you know, and and, and we had our best years under Bruce. Uh, so uh, that's the consternation. I don't know. How do you, I mean, but does Jesse Marsh know that? Will he coach the team with that in mind? I hope so. And B, will it be burned to the ground, set up over and again? I mean, yeah, it'll just be Jesse. I don't know. What would be the continuity? I don't know. Like they, they are going to play a little differently, sure. So, so there won't be continuity. But will it be a total refresh? No, I don't think so. It'll be a lot of the same players playing in a lot of the same positions they've been playing. You know, McKenney's going to be a six. Uh, excuse me, going to be an eight. Tyler Adams is going to be a six. Pole six going to be a winger, I think. Uh, you know, I mean. Uh, so it doesn't really matter who the coach is, according to you. <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth, Bjorn. I'm saying it, it, Jesse Marsh is a really passionate hardworking coach. I think he is a good man-manager. And the Leipzig aside, the players play for him. Look what happened to Leeds after he left. Leeds beat they beat a lot of big clubs. They couldn't beat the small clubs, so, so they started to falter. But since he left, now they can't beat any clubs. So, you know. Uh, 
Well, they were in 17th when he left. They're now in 18th. So um, one spot. I mean, works. it didn't. It didn't improve. It didn't. Yeah, things didn't improve after he left. That's true. This season, um, Leeds' best games were under which coach? This season, Leeds' best games were under. I can't. I don't know. I don't watch. The answer is Jesse Marsh. They okay. beat. Did they? Who they? They beat like Chelsea. They had like two or three big wins early in the season against big clubs. Didn't they beat Man well, City? They maybe? Also, they've given up more goals than any other team in the league. So oh, that is just that's Jesse. Um, As a New York Red Bulls fan, under him we played our best soccer, but we also played our worst defense under him. So get ready for that. Uh, if Bearhalter held us tight, Jesse Marsh is almost the opposite, isn't he? I don't know. What are his like what are his accomplishments? What is like what has he done lately that makes him such a such a shoe in? I mean, he 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 um he worked under Matt Crocker or whatever. Matt Crocker tried to sign him at Southampton. I don't know. Jesse Marsh won titles with New York Red Bulls, then he won titles with Red Bulls Altsboich, and then he was the assistant coach when RB Leipzig won the cup. But when he was the head coach of Leipzig and the head coach of Leeds, no, he won nothing. And they were both uh, that, that went poorly leads he got fired and he uh, he he led leads to avoid the relegation drop so there was that but then the following season he didn't last long i think he was fired when was he fired january he's fired in january right after he hired chris armist or something he's fired in january. <laughs> uh yeah tom said he beat chelsea and liverpool those are two big wins javier garcia didn't beat well, chelsea liverpool, liverpool, was, liverpool was losing a lot of games at the time but what I'm saying, um, you know, but but if you think of American coaches, I mean, who's better? Uh, Greg Berhalter. <laughs> you better? You think? So would you, are you, okay, so are you saying that you would rather Greg Berhalter have signed an extension than hire Jesse Marsh? Well, it's kind of hard to imagine that happening at this point. Right. Um, after this whole charade um i mean i guess i've said it before i'll say it again i think he's he uh is underappreciated continues to be completely underappreciated um that's it that's what i have to say i mean can i offer the greg bearhalter this thing i'm not a bearhalter out guy whatever however under bearhalter under bearhalter we played some really boring ugly soccer we really didn't play great this, soccer. Yeah, you're. You're. I'm never gonna. I, I, I'm never gonna subscribe to that. To that uh, theory. Like, which game? Which which American team has ever been like saucier and more ball oriented and playing first? We've had that history, before. I'd... In the history of, I mean, you know, of course, Bruce there's like the golden. There's the golden generation of uh, of those guys, but it's like. I mean, considering the player pool, considering this generational gap that he was facing, what he what he took over and what he left is a is an enormous step forward, a gigantic step forward, and you know, sort of the anti Jose Mourinho, like being very productive. Do I think he did everything right? No. Um, it took him a while to uh, basically find the balance between the 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 system and adjusting it to the to the players he did he he expanded the pool in a in in an intelligent way he brought a lot of people in when you say like people were just doing going it never quite caught on i mean people were showing up for him you know the players went hard they had a very good world cup i don't know we beat mexico how many times so uh i think he deserves more love than he's getting i mean because the feelings range from from active hate to like to basically wow they played some so to meh and i don't know i think that's as an outsider not i'm not a big i don't have a dog in this fight i'm not even a big uh, u.s men's national team fan unless jimmy sands is playing and uh uh, so I'm kind of I'm just sort of as an as a as a neutral almost, and I think I share this um, with a lot of people. I think there was a lot of respect for the American team at this World Cup internationally. People were like, "Oh, this is a totally different looking kind of team." Uh, 
than what the U.S. usually run out. And I think that is a that's an accomplishment. That's no small thing. Like to make the transition from we're the underdogs, we're going to defend hard and hope for a, for a, for a corner kick goal or whatever. To we're comfortable with the ball. We're trying to possess and have an active game plan that is not a small that is not a small thing and that's uh that's what i'm saying i'm not saying he did everything perfect i'm not saying he's the greatest coach ever but he deserves more appreciation than he's getting yeah you know the the other part of the story is you hear rumors of the players wanting wanting a different coach that they were fine like like i said they played for him they were fine with him but as the players get a little older and moving forward they're going to want a more senior european coach that's what they said, which is and, not necessarily Jesse, Jesse Marsh. Mar- I was Jesse, Jesse Marsh, Marsh has more experience. He coached in the Prem. Some of these players, he coached them, and he coached in the he coached some of these players in the Bundesliga. So he's done. You know, he has done that where Greg did not. It's a small margin. Personally, I felt Jesse Marsh should have done that last gig in Europe. I was talking about the coach of Championship Club or Bundesliga Zwei Club and bring him up to the league. Um, but if that offer never showed up, and his, his national team was calling. Um, Jim Curtin offered a solution once. Uh, he, he said he wants to be, be the associate assistant. sort yeah. of defensive coordinator where Jesse Marsh could be the offensive coordinator. I'll tell you, I like that plan. If they work well together, they can figure it out. I like a head coach, associate, head coach situation between Jesse Marsh and Jim Curtin. I think that might be our best plan moving forward. But if it's Jesse Marsh being appointed, that's up to him. And, and likely, like a good head coach, he probably will. Just hire his guys and just keep it that way. You know, we'll see. So. Tom Tom is saying Marsh is marginally better than Berhalter. Were Berhalter's accomplishments because of his style and system, or was a talented player in spite of Berhalter? Well, we'll never know. Now, will we? Right? We will never. We can. Well, or never, we will. We That's can other... never. Uh, uh, um, we will now. Well, I guess now we gone. now we will because he's gone, and we'll see if we we'll see if now the team will now finally. A torch, all, t- torch every other team like th- apparently they're supposed to. I don't know. We'll see. I will call it right now. If Jesse Marsh is the next U.S. men's national team coach, he's not going to make it all the way to the World Cup. That's my prediction. You, oh, you mean he'll be fired as a head coach before the World I Cup? Think, I think I that's that is that's what I'm saying. I find that hard to believe, but it could easily happen. I mean, simply because the U.S. Uh-huh. soccer doesn't fire anybody. I mean. Uh, it's very rare that they fire coaches. I mean, in, in since 1994, they've had like five head coaches. <laughs> you know, I mean, I try to think: Bora, Steve Sampson, Bruce, Bob, Jorgen, and then Bruce, and then Greg. So they've had seven. You know, that's not a lot of coaches since for for 20 years of a national team program. You're you're uh, uh, forgetting Colorado Rapids legend Anthony Hudson and uh, and Dave Sarakin. And guess, Dave Sarakin. North, I North guess Car- I have North Carolina, North Carolina legend, uh, North Carolina FC legend, Dave Sarakin. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone's forgetting those guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I I'm trying to think here. Am I slightly disappointed that it's not like an English Premier League coach that people have been talking about? I think it was time like for who? an English Premier League. I don't know, Bjorn. Who's available? We have to wait till the summertime. I thought the whole point was to wait till the summertime and catch who's available. Oh, uh, well, rumors were, were gonna... Patrick Vieira. We had Patrick Vieira rumors coming up. Oh, also. that would that be way better. That be yeah, great. That... that would be a great. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm a. Well, I mean, I have mixed feelings about Patrick Vieira. Obviously, as an NYCFC person, I really loved him when he was our coach. I hated the way he just left in the middle of the night and lied to us, but. Uh, um, taking that hat off for a second i do think he would be a great he would be a chris scary has entered the chat and is pointing out how jason Kreis is available uh, oh that. he's always available don't worry about that jason Kreis is available for he, he's as available to, uh, as jorgen klinsma jason well isn't he no jorgen has the south, he's, in, he's got the south korea job let's check in on south korea's results under jorgen klinsma have they played a game? They played a handful of games. If memory Hung-min, serves, Hung-min, they've Hung-min lost Hung-min all Son of them. Is the is playing right back now? Probably. Probably. I think they've lost all their games. Under Jason Christ, that is that's a that's that's funny. Where's the South Korea? Jason Christ is available to to manage an Applebee's probably at this point. 
Uh, national team games. Why? Why doesn't it just show the national team games? South Korea national team. Anyway, I can't find here. South Korea schedule transfer mark. <laughs> Come on here. Last I fifteen think among, games among former NYCFC coaches. I think Patrick Vieira would be the better choice over Jason Christ. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. That's my hot take. They had two games in March. They tied Colombia and they lost to Uruguay. South Korea. All right. And then they've got Peru and El Salvador uh, over the summertime. So good the jury's for out. Jury's out on Jurgen. So a tie and a loss under Jurgen Klinsmann. Good. Good, good, good. They do a 4 4 2 with a double Dave six Sarkin. over there. Uh, Dave Sarakin. We could. T- Dave Sarakin so was a head coach for a year and they had a great year. They, they, they played great. They, they tied. They were the only team to tie France that year. France beat everybody else and won the World Cup that year. Um, but anywho, I you know uh, Patrick Vieira was rumored. I mean, I'm trying to think who is any of them. Uh, let's say Eddie Howe was fired over the summer or something, and he was available. Wouldn't we take Eddie, Eddie Howe? Howe of Newcastle? Sure. Why would Eddie Howe? He's, he's not Eddie, getting fired. Eddie Howe was talking about how much he loves the U.S., how much MLS has improved, and blah, 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 and sure, whoever. He does? He does say that? I don't know. How does... He did, because Newcastle is playing a summer tour in the oh, U.S. Oh, right. He's coming to America. America, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's... Let's say Thomas Reis gets fired after Schalke gets eliminated. Schalke gets down, Thomas Reis is fired. And U.S. Think, soccer uh, hires Thomas Reis. Thomas Reis deserves deserves consideration for all kinds of jobs. I mean, I think it's like at this point, if you're just not familiar with the player pool at all, it might be. I don't know. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I don't think just some random English guy is the answer necessarily. But um, I think Pellegrino Matarazzo would be a good choice. But he's he's booked currently. I think he's committed to his Hoffenheim, but I think he'd be a great choice. He is probably the best U.S. coach for the job because he is very flexible. He's very smart. He's a very good uh, coach. He's very flexible. And I think for the U.S. men's national team, they need a guy just like that. I think I think we do better than Pellegrino. We could do worse than Pellegrino. But Pellegrino is committed to the Bundesliga for right now. Um, uh, uh, Chris Carey, Jason Kreis, uh, Tom Singh, U.S. will make it out of the group. Tom, not high on Marsh. Uh, and then, you know, uh, see if the U.S. Men's National Team fan base are split on Marsh. Tom I feel doesn't like, half doesn't like for a better Triple choice. G, doesn't like Triple G either. And half want Marsh because he's better than Bearhalter. Klinsmann to Leeds. Oh, if Leeds needs to make their way down to League One, sure. Um, Klinsmann to Leeds, yeah. I think no. the U.S. soccer fans also a little unreasonable, as I'm sure you'd love to point out. You know, we we want Pe- everyone's talking about Pep Guardiola or something like that. It's like, like Pep yeah, ain't I mean, coming. A lot of okay. the a lot of the a lot of the names thrown out. It's like, and those, if not Pep were come. to come, he's not bringing the Manchester City players with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's only coaching the players that are available. So it comes. Pep with Guardiola is not going to coach. Is not going to be the next U.S. Men's National Team coach. What is that? That's not it. The not people on Twitter and the, the U.S. Soccer Yelly fan base are like, "We need a real coach. Uh, we need Pep. But we need yeah, Jose yeah, Mourinho think, or whatever." Jose Mourinho was. Oh late for my a while. god, that would be horrendous. That'd I be think a so terrible, too. That'd be a I, terrible choice. I think so too. But I think a good prof- – like a Patrick Vieira, we could do worse than Patrick. I know Thierry Henry wants a job. I think Patrick no, thank Vieira, you. He's got some. He's got some MLS experience. I think. I think Patrick Vieira might be a good. But what? But again, what are his titles versus Marsh? Who's the who has won more between him and Marsh? Uh, Marsh uh, has. They're uh, lower yeah. leagues, but still, you know. I know. I guess Patrick Vieira was a little bit longer of a of a prem coach than Marsh was, I guess. But that's it. So um, I don't know. Yeah, and and Crystal Palace really did well after he left. So that's <laughs> that's one thing to to consider there. Yeah, Jesse Marsh. I mean, he is, is a... he is more of a like what I remember him um, is just being a very uh, sort of youth oriented guy. I don't know. He has he. I think he's a good developer of players. Perhaps I don't know. But yeah, I mean the people throwing out. Pep or Klopp or Guardiola or Ancelotti or all these. It's like none, none of these guys are going to come. Yeah, and they're not going to bring their players. So it's like don't mix up a 
billion dollar a year. I think Carlo Ancelotti. I think Ancelotti. Ancelotti has got some Canadian connections. At least he's got some. Right. I mean, I think he'd be a. He'd be a. He'd be a good choice. But it's like I don't know. But who, would Ancelotti do better than Marsh? This? To be honest, I think he'd be half retired. I'm worried something like that would what? be semi-retired. Yes. Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, he would. Yeah. Semi-retired? Doesn't really care. Semi-retired. He was just in the Champions League semi-final. Yeah, but if he gets the U.S. job, he wants to live in Vancouver, where he's retired. Go show up six times a year at some games to be the head coach. How do you how do you know this? How do we know that's not what his deal is? Look at Tata at Mexico. He didn't really like they were they were the worst under him in years, and he didn't seem to care that much. He just said this system sucks. Bye, and he now he's the head coach of where. But you don't know that ahead of time. Everybody at the time was like, "Oh, see, look at the Mexicans are Mexico is doing it right. They hired right. the guy. They couldn't even get an interview for the U.S. men's national team. Everybody was said like Tata Martino could could do no wrong. Exactly. That would be us with Carlo Ancelotti. Be the same thing. He'd be, he'd be we'd be oh we got Carlo Ancelotti, and then the whole time he'd be like, this these players suck. This system sucks. I can't do anything for you guys, and then mediocrely guide us to a underwhelming you know record." There's that that could also happen. I don't. I don't uh, see. Why. Sure, and you could also get struck by lightning and not survive the first three weeks. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the, they knows? are not the. Those are two <laughs> different scenarios. All right. Well, all I'm saying is, if we hire Jesse Marsh, we're hiring a very committed, passionate American who's connected to the team, who used to assist the team. Uh, he's a very competent head coach. He's one of the few Americans that went to Europe, did Europe, won some titles. I know they were in Austria, but he won titles. Uh, and he's, you know, we could do worse than Jesse Marsh. He's a dude who will put his heart and soul into the job, and, and we can do worse than Jesse Marsh. So, if it's Jesse Marsh, then then there you go. Uh, prop with here we go. <laughs> there I go. Uh, Hans Wolf prop with Tirani is he I doesn't think, know how does to show mean... players uh, to be that good. He just expects them to learn to be better. Who's is, that a, is that Vieira? He saw. Is, does he mean Vieira? Yeah. I don't know maybe it's a slang. I don't know. Who knows? When some guys just cannot. Some, yeah. some guys just can't get better. That's true. Some guys just can't. Anyway, uh, do we have any other thoughts on the USA hour? It seems that I Jesse Marsh is imminent to a lukewarm response, but maybe he'll win over the fans. Who knows? Oh. Um, okay. When he came to the New York Red Bulls, we wanted his head. When he left the New York Red Bulls, we didn't want to see him go. So that's the little little advice from your New York Red Bulls pals. From All Jesse right. Marsh. We'll see. All right, we got the MLS next week. Uh, summer of soccer is heating up. We got the Gold U.S. Cup. Open Cup tomorrow and Wednesday. CONCACAF Champions League final coming up. We got Gold Cup. We got Nations League. We got the U20 World Cup happening right now. We got all on. sorts of happening in the soccer of summer. We got NWSL. We got the Bundesliga. Women's World Cup. Bundesliga ends on Saturday. And then you got all the time in the world for MLS. That's right, baby. We got merch. If you like what you hear, want to support us, head to our shop on Etsy. Link below. Um, Shits Boys merch on Etsy. Uh, we're on Podcast World. Tell your friends. Uh, thank you for our live listeners, Tom and Chris Gary and Hans Wolf and Daniel Young, to come and join us and say hi. We always appreciate our uh, interactive fan um, party we got going on here on Mondays. All right. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Nice